is Kunz Wojdinowski here from Open Media, and we're in conversation with Adam White from Edge. So what is Edge? Edge is a data-driven platform that centralizes and automates key metrics and the collection of insights for content creators, influencers, athletes, streamers, gamers, and more. It's pretty accessible, isn't it? They're a company that is evolving at a rate of knots. In late 2020, they raised 1.5 million pounds to accelerate their business. We touched on that and much more in this conversation. So let's get into it. Joining me on In Conversation with for this episode is Adam White. Adam, thanks for joining me. Thanks for, ha- thanks for coming on and speaking to me. Glenn, thank you very much for having me. Uh, really great to be here. Absolute pleasure. I've been tracking yourself, tracking the company, tracking Edge for a while. So it's nice to publish something and get something about yourselves out in the public. So I'm going to rip into it. Sure thing, man. Just, it's an interesting evolution of your career. You've lawyer, you've gone from the legal profession to software company boss. But I always wonder, is there a thread that has knitted all of that together to go from legal to the boss of a software business? Uh, is there a thread? I would suppose that like many careers and like many people's journeys, it is just that it's a journey. So there's been a multitude of events which have contributed towards me becoming the leader at Edge um, and leaving the world of, of sport and the law. Uh, mm-hmm. And I guess the, the, the great conduit was business school and depression. And so I, okay. I, I, I knew having practiced law for seven years that I didn't want to continue to do that. I, I, it was great, all the challenges that law presents you, especially when you litigate every single case is its new uh, own set of challenges that you need to, you know, it's a, it's a puzzle that you need to figure out, but I did it for seven years and I wanted a new challenge. I knew I wanted to create something. And so I did business school and at the time I was quite depressed. So I spent a lot of time in bed playing video games and I got really good at one video game called Hearthstone and played about 30,000 games, started entering some tournaments and Whilst I was competing in these tournaments, I saw the world of esports, uh, or I discovered the world of esports, you know, people competing for prize money in games. And I thought, wow, this industry is rife for exploitation. And indeed, unpaid mm-hmm. players was a big thing. And so I thought, well, I'm a former sports lawyer. Maybe we can build some software to service a digital industry that helps to use some of the skills that I accrued in seven years of practice. And that evolved into Edge. Uh, in its current format, which is an influencer automation platform. So it's still about getting influencers or gamers paid. But uh, of course, the market forces have led us to build what we have rather than just forcing our initial idea, if that makes sense. A couple of things come from that. First of all, it's how, um, how uplifting, game, uplifting gaming can be, how much of a community it can be. For one, that can really, they can really it's uplifting uh, but and then 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 getting to the edge platform is it's that's like a natural evolution because I noticed that it was always the elements of payment and contractual management were there but now it is this influencer campaign management and analytics is it organic that evolution or it was just mm. you just knew that yes yeah, you were saying market forces dictated that mm. that evolution into itself yeah yeah that's a good question so okay so. Edge version 1.0 is, uh, the, the vision has always been the same. The vision has been to take the data and put that at the center of the business. So rather than having human beings watching a gamer to see if they win a tournament or 
seeing how long a logo is on a stream for or watching somebody's YouTube video and, and recording how many views they, they, they receive. Rather than having humans do all this stuff, we wanted to put the data first and allow machines to manipulate the data to create business insights. So initially, that was contractual protection for esports organizations. And esports organizations are still a really great customer of Edge's. But what we found when we were doing our... We did 403 demos after we built our first product. Um, and the lo- the majority of them were saying, oh my gosh, the stuff you guys can do with data, no one else is doing that. That's really cool. Why don't you focus on that? And so a lot of our early investors said the same thing to me. You're going to have to be ready to pivot, to move with what your customers tell you. And that's the truth. You build what your customers want. You don't just build what you think they want. You build what they are asking for. And what they were asking for were two big things. A more robust reporting system for content creation. So esports organizations, how are all my streamers performing? How are all my gamers uh, growing on socials, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Twitch? And can you display that data for me in real time so I know what events cause growth and which ones cause retraction? Mm. And... The second thing was that agencies and brands who were engaging with influencers, maybe not those who were managing them day to day, but those who were running campaigns with them, needed a tool to run campaigns at scale. So if you're one guy and your your job every single day is to manage influencers, well, creating a campaign with more than, say, 5 or 10 or 20 influencers is going to be really difficult for you because you're going to have to manually validate that every single post went live. You're going to have to ask every single influencer for a screenshot. You're going to have to pay the influencer after the campaign. It's like way too much work for one person. And I saw this. I worked at, a, at a, an influencer agency called the Goat Agency who were making loads of money and paying lots and lots of people to do the work that computers could do. And so that's, that's what we're doing now is automating a lot of that clunky industry. A couple of questions from there is that... That's obviously an evolutionary thing that you've seen, but uh, you raised roughly about November last year, I believe, 1.5 million pounds. So did did the decision to pivot, the pivot was rather organic, and then the funding came after that, which you're which you put into really building out this, I guess, next generation or version 2.0 of the Edge platform. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, we're, we're a transparent company. It's one of our company pillars mm-hmm. um, is transparency. And, you know, in our investment raise, we we were very transparent with what the direction of edge would be, where we're going. And indeed, you know, we're going to raise again this year. And we have a bunch of things that are not on the roadmap. The public will not know about. Investors will be privy to those plans. And I think they'll be very excited because, again, the, the future vision of edge is to put the data first. And allow the data to do work that humans are doing right now, and 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 they shouldn't do. Um, I'm not going to say too much about it, but it's a lot to do with AI and machine learning. Um, and so, yeah, those next round of investors will be privy to that. So, indeed, people knew what they were buying into. I guess you could say. I I ask this question to people in the into the content creation, could be marketing, gaming, esports spaces, and so forth, that it appears to be that a lot of value on, say, influencers or whoever is rather anecdotal, bit free form. So, you know, we're making up the rules as we go along. So do you think 
one of the major problems is that a lot of these content, a lot of content creators, streamers, gamers, and whoever, it could be and anyone outside of that, they have a handle on their monetary value. Do do I think that the the influencers today have a handle on their monetary value? Yeah. Um, I think that every single person in every single job is doing their best to make as much money as they can because of the nature of our capital paradigm. I think that influencers at the highest level are overpaid, but that's because you're paying for very special partnerships. You know, I don't know if you call Conor McGregor an influencer anymore, but you know, mm. once you get big enough, you become a celebrity and then the ratio of media delivered and conversions driven to the price is not a good one, but you're paying for that special name. At the lower end, I think that influencers are probably underpaid. The number one way of paying influencers is with a product. Um, And actually, at Edge, we want to shift that paradigm where micro-influencers and nano-influencers are rewarded for the content they create for the brands that they love because... Right now, they're not because there aren't tools that exist to allow for a brand to pay, say, 100,000 micro content creators. But with Edge, you can do that. And so, yes, we we would like to attribute more value to the the media um, delivered by influencers. I think that the truth is the industry is really, really early. So people are kind of just winging it, you know, 300 bucks a post, 500 bucks a stream. These are my prices, you know, their managers are going to try and get, drive the price up as much as possible. So, well, I think what's less, what's less relevant, what's a more relevant question is not how much did the post cost, but how much value did it drive? What was the cost per impression with this influencer? And I think there's a lot of data in that space that's missing from the industry right now. I think that's the, that's that is the proposition. Is is that sometimes a person with a thousand followers, with the most engaged thousand followers, is a valuable is a valuable person or a valuable content creator. So it is cost yeah. per impression. I think there's something there is something there. Uh, there are some interesting companies potentially in that space, maybe in the sporting space, but. I'm excited by the by the potential of it and the reduction of things that exist anecdotally because we just set prices because we felt like it. Like it's pretty everything yeah. seemed freeform. Outside of games yeah. and streamers, outside of games and streamers, so is there is there other wider use cases for Edge or is there other potential use cases either now and even. As you look ahead, what do you hope that? Uh, what do you hope and what do you plan on? Ha- um, what kind of potential users will be using Edge and currently use Edge? Yeah, so it's not just about esports and gaming companies. Obviously, yeah. Edge was forged in the fly in the fire of, of of gaming and esports. My business partner David Yarnton was a you know senior level exec at Nintendo for twenty years. Uh, I worked in esports for a few years as well as a, as a, as an agent and providing legal services. So that's our background, but we have a customer right now that is launching a mobile app that allows users to test themselves for an STI in two hours. So they're working with love Island influencers. They're working with mummy bloggers, fashion tech. Um, we have an influencer who signed into the platform who, you know, brands can work with who's got more than a million fans on Instagram and she's uh, 14 years of age and she's talking about, you know, her, her lifestyle with her friends. So there's all sorts of 
of different, we're, we're influencer agnostic. It doesn't matter what industry yeah. you work in. You, you come to edge if you have one of two problems, really. You, you, you want to get better data about your influencer campaigns on Twitch, Instagram, YouTube, um, or you want to automate and run mass uh, scalable campaigns. Um, and you know, you either want better data or you want to be able to create more meaningful and bigger campaigns. Uh, it doesn't matter what industry you're in. So, you know, sports, media, fashion, they're all, they're all, they're all welcome. And you could probably add music and artists and, and Conor McGregor as well while you're there. So, um, it's, it's, I'm, I am curious about, how much your end users really drive the soft the the software build? How much feedback? How closely did you work with uh, various uh, various users? Um, it, it doesn't matter what what set, subsection they were, but how much did their input really drive the software build? Sure. So I mean, we did four hundred and three demos, uh, interviews with prospective users from January two thousand and. 20 to August 2020, before we started our build of Edge 2.0. Um, we collected and collated all that user feedback. We looked for keywords, you know, what, what are the what are the things they're asking for? What have they said is cool? We recorded every single video, you know, and, and, and watched that back to understand, you know, what, what do the people want? Um, we then built from August to November Edge 2.0 and Edge 2.0 released in November. We did, I think, 43 demos in that month. And again, listen to the feedback. Which of these features do you like? Um, so it is an iterative and user-driven process. We could definitely be better. Um, you know, there's always sometimes when you when you're designing the product that you're making assumptions or get or guesses based on your intellect or insights of what the user wants, but you need to just build what what they're asking for otherwise you're otherwise you're an engineering company instead of a business you know you're you're you, you can't just build things for fun you have to build it because somebody asked you to do so obviously there's an initial injection and there's an innovation at arm to it that like you know nobody's built edge before um nobody's had the idea to uh, create mass influencer campaigns that are trackable, like 50,000 influencers at the same time because the technology hasn't been there to date. So there's certain things where we have to go, okay, this is, this. nobody's done this before. So you don't even know that you want it because it doesn't exist. But most of it, you know, uh, is the, the process is book the interview, you know, ask the right questions, review the feedback, and then work with your product team to execute on the feedback. Interesting how if it's, it's such a new product, it's sometimes it is a case of you 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 need this, but you don't know you need it yet. So we're we're experimenting and developing our way to something you do need. It's it, it's it's not that it's unheard of, but it's a bit more unusual in a way that you if you're creating something that people don't know they need until they need it. Yeah, and I you know I think maybe. <laughs> Maybe that's how I feel about Edge 1.0 is that I, I was a, you know, a traditional sports lawyer. And, and, and then I went to esports and was like, okay, 
everyone here is going to need better regulation, better contracts. We're going to need new regulations, which uh, allow for the quicker distribution of prize money for the more, more secure payment of sponsor fees for the protection of player rights, all these sort of legal problems that I presumed and assumed that the industry would need and want imminently. And I projected those onto the industry. But, you know, when I reflected and really listened to what people wanted, it was a totally different thing. So, yeah, I, I've had the two different experiences where you you, you presume that there's a, a market, uh, that, that there's a pain point. And then later you say, okay, I've, 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 I've come close on the pain point, but maybe it's something that's slightly adjacent. And yeah. then we really shifted how we, how we do things, yeah. As we turn it back in-house, is like, I mean, you've got, you've got prodigious talent in-house. You've got a talented team in general. You've got prodigious talent as a software developer. You must place a premium on some of the skills and talent of, you, of the younger people to lead and build products aimed for the most part for them. Is that a fair way of looking at Edge, that younger, ta- young, talented team developing products, for uh, developing pl- a platform for younger people? Yeah, I think that um, actually more than, more than just the youth at Edge, I think diversity is the key. Uh, yes, um, I, yeah. believe that, I believe that the best teams are forged when you can have open and honest communication and you don't, allow the egos to drive the conversation. Um, it's fantastic having young people at Edge. Uh, they bring an exuberance and an energy that is unequaled. Um, but equally, my business partner is 62 years of age and he works day to day on the ground. You know, he's the, he's the hardest worker at the company in some respects. So what I think that that breeds is a diversity of thoughts and a diver- because of the different generations represented to help us tackle the problems most efficiently. Um, I do think if you ever weigh the team in one direction too much, you'll start to see those traits manifest in the company culture. Mm. And um, I think that's quite difficult. It's hard when it's a startup as well, because you kind of take the talent that you can find because you don't have the time to have a six or eight month recruiting process. Um, But yeah, you know, we're, we're, Absolutely going to invest in diversity always um, in every form. Uh, it's just not just, you know, what skin color people have or how old they are. It's, it's, it's everything. Yeah. Um, their identity and what they bring to the table. It's, but yeah, it's certainly having some content creators on the squad. You know, Zahi is a, is a former YouTuber and uh, he's got an Instagram following and is a digital marketer to boot. So he really understands the industry. So he's been absolutely instrumental in the creation of the of the product as well as his teammates but you know just want to give him a particular shout out on this yeah. occasion because he, he doesn't get very many <laughs> i actually also meant no disrespect to david as well the steady hand as well so oh yeah it's it's everyone so, it's you, you get, i think diversity is probably the best word anyway building a team of diversity thoughts as long as you're pushing the same vision push towards the same vision and direction it's it does matter a lot so it's a really good answer thanks man yeah, you got to get to the, you got to know what the goal is. And everyone's kind of got that set on the horizon, but everyone will have different ways of getting there and complementary skill sets to assist the sort of mutual de- deployment of the said um, solution to that goal on the horizon. Yeah. As the, just finally, just while I've got you, one more question. So, as the, 
the gaming market itself powers ahead. Esports industry is going through its painful maturity phase. But then again, content creation influences. It's just, it's everything is just so digitally driven, social media driven in every way. That's how we consume everything. But it's what does the next 12 months look like for your company out in terms of it could be uh, building the team, product, just your thoughts on just your own forecast. What is uh, a, a milestone or milestones that you yourself and your company want to achieve in the next 12 months? Sure. Um, so I guess 12 months is a long time for a startup. So mm. I might even, I might just shorten that to six months because okay. I, I have a 12 month vision, which includes, you know, edge having an AI division. It, it includes, um, you know, lots of product development and, and human growth. But I think that, we have some more immediate business objectives. So the platform went live on the 4th of May. Uh, we have paying customers, which is amazing. That's wow. most startups never get to that stage. So paying customers, we even better. We have people coming to the website and they are booking demos because they're looking at the content and they're going, oh shit, this is something very interesting for us. Um, we continue to have very exciting uh, partnership level conversations with some big big, big brands who want to use Edge to manage all of their influencer data and all of their influencer campaigns. And to your point earlier, they have no idea what they're paying these influencers and what represents good value. Yeah. So with Edge, they can record every single campaign, every single post, every single influencer on every single channel, and they can let us provide them with the raw data, which gives them access into business insights that right now they're losing. So What's the best time of day for an influencer to post? What hashtags should they use? What captions? How much should they pay the influencer? So um, I guess the three KPIs to give it, give it some numbers. Yeah. Um, we're looking to have a hundred million social following uh, from our influencers on the, on the platform. We're going to be making five figures a month in, you know, a, a MRR. Um, and we want to close a big partnership with a AAA brand. Um, so that that will happen. I'm convinced there'll be two or three uh, within the next three months. Um, but in six months' time, I want that to be, you know, a household name so that Edge is starting to become the same thing, a household name. So, yeah, the, the number of brands... And, and the final KPI is just, you know... Get, getting the best talent to come and work for our business right now we're hiring for four roles um you know really incredible packages awesome you know amount of share options everyone who's at edge wow. takes share options typically um because we want our staff to feel ownership over the business yeah um and and we're in this together you know Wonderful. team first is our is the first rule of our pirate code so yeah grow the team get some revenue in, big influencers signed into the platform and an exciting partnership. If we do that in six months, we'll be absolutely flying. Uh, and we will do it, absolutely. Wow, that means, that means feel that. I mean, we'll have to go revisit this in six, eight, 12 months from now, see where you're at anyway. I always ask this to startups to see, it's always like you, just something that you aim for. And then when you go back to speak to them in 12 months from now, it's the evolution in many of these startups and people is, immense so i think we might have to loop around and check this one again Adam. sounds good clint yeah you know keep in touch man and uh follow us on socials 
I will. This is I, I will. I'll, and you know what? All your socials, I'll, all the links will go up into the show notes as well. So I'll give you another shout out too. That's great. Appreciate that, mate. Thank you so much, Adam. Thank you so much for your time. See you later, Clint. A big thank you to Adam for joining me on In Conversation with a brilliant guest. You have to know more about Edge as they have an exciting roadmap ahead. If you want to know more about them, I'll have their links and details in the show notes. Check them out. As for Bullpen, I'll have all of the social media links in the show notes too. On Bullpen socials, I drop videos and vignettes on companies and startups you should know more about. Thank you for listening in. Be good and bye for now.